Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Um, I think pre- President Trump has uh, exploded so many myths this year, uh, year that um, uh, uh, I think the story is uh, exploding the myths that have uh, um bound us for the last 30 years what do you think about that jay which jay you start calling oh yeah which jay, jay Izzo which or jay jay Bernwell. okay jay Izzo. we'll start with jay <laughs> well i i i think that's a significant event certainly i i mean you know i have a whole different perspective on 2018 because i don't look at a lot of politics outside of the social media or you know some of the other things I do, so I don't I don't look at. But it is truly a significant event. I mean, the fact that Jerusalem was recognized as really the capital and the center of, and where they moved the embassy to. I mean, is an incredibly significant event. And Don, and he's right. I mean, I think people thought that this was going to create a crazy war that was going to break out in the Middle East, and clearly it didn't. Uh, for whatever reasons that are, I, I don't think that it's over. I, I think that, you know, that this current president has been able to be cra- just crazy enough that people aren't sure what to do. And so I think he's, I think he's made the statement, it's happened, and uh, we're going to see what happens going forward. Please, let me just, uh, I'm not saying that that event is as, as important as the fact that he is exploding myths, uh, left and right, and uh, uh, you can uh, summarize it in the movement. But he's been doing it on so many levels uh, that uh, uh, the significant story is is exploding myths. Okay, Dan. I would say, from my perspective, the most significant story of the year was the the it has two two pieces to it. First is America becoming energy independent and the global collapse of oil prices and the, and the devastation to the OPEC economies uh, of uh, a $35 a barrel drop in crude oil and an mm. and increase in American production mm. to be energy independent after 75 years. Mm. Um, they have that, that particular situation has a multinational global impact on economies around the world. Mm. That's a good point. I like it. I, I like where he's going because it affects it affects more than it, it affects more than it affects all of us worldwide. So mm-hmm. it's a huge, you know, that's a it's a that's a huge event. I, you're right. You know that that because every person who's listening, every person who is not listening is affected by it. Period. You know, uh, and how it affects us specifically in the United States. According to the Energy Information Agency, for every one penny drop in the price of crude oil, it adds a billion dollars a year to the economy. Ding, 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 winner, winner, chicken dinner. There you go. <laughs> yep. So it's, it's significant. And, and, and what happened was that when that, you had that 35 to 40% decline, countries like Russia and Saudi Arabia 
which depend dramatically as long along with Iran with uh, natural resource exports were just destroyed by that, that decline and yet our economy flourished uh, when I drove up to New Jersey for the beginning of the Christmas holidays I was paying two dollars and seventeen cents a gallon for regular gasoline in Florida I filled up my tank last night in Columbus Ohio with a dollar seventy four there you go Wow yeah. Now, I mean, listen, North Carolina, you know, I'm buying gas for right around $2.15 a gallon, I guess is what we're paying here, which mm-hmm. by comparison, you know, I mean, how bad is that? You know, when I was paying $4, almost $4 a gallon, or maybe I was paying $4 a gallon at one point mm-hmm. a few years ago. So, mm-hmm. you know, I remember what, uh, when they said all of the oil had been discovered and we faced uh, an eminent uh, a decline in, in our economies because there wasn't any more oil to be found. And that was in 1972. Yes. <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, uh, so, so, Jay, J.B. Yes. Wells, uh, okay. what, what's, what, what do you think is the most significant thing that's happened? This well, year? before I answer that, I was just going to add to what they were saying. Okay. They forgot to mention about how when you lower the gas prices and the food comes down because of trucking across and shipping prices and stuff like that. So that, sure. that had more of a significance on our food, too, which just makes for better living. Mm. Yeah. Well, uh, Izzo, what, yes. from a social media perspective, what, what, what was the most impactful story this year? Well, I, every social media platform dropped in price on the stock market. Mm-hmm. Every, every one. Uh, it, we, saw, we saw Snapchat, which is basically going to become a penny stock. We watched uh, Twitter which is now around $28 a share, which at one time was at 70 and I said when it came out that was way overpriced. And <laughs> we even see, we even saw Facebook go from $200 a share down to the 130s. And so every social media piece took a hit this year. Every one of them did. And it, it what it tells me in the long run is that we're having a major shift into how we're communicating, what we're communicating. And we're a little frustrated, I think, with the current state of social media. So I think to me, because I study this on a regular basis, just watching what's happening in there is, is to me, is the greatest, the single greatest thing is that every social media platform out there took a hit. And perhaps the winner, and by the way, Google Plus is no longer with us, right? So throw that in there. But maybe the maybe the bigger winner is going to be LinkedIn, even though because everybody thought Microsoft was crazy for buying it for twenty six point two billion dollars back in twenty sixteen, but they may end up being the big winner. And that to me is interesting. Well, Facebook well, took a huge dive when uh, what Zuckerberg went before the Senate. Well, it was before that the Cambridge the Cambridge piece. You know, when Cambridge Analytica decided that, you know, we discovered that they were selling, you know, our information, which, by the way, we all knew. I I, I don't think there's anybody out here who didn't understand that when you put a profile on any social media, the, the product is the people using it. 
period, not the advertising. We're the product. We all knew that. I don't know why everybody got all so up in arms with this because the fact of the matter is, of course you are. Why wouldn't you? I mean, <laughs> I mean, uh, you're going to use us as a product, and so uh, we're being sold out, and that's just the case. And I, I don't understand why people were so upset. But you know, investors are finicky. It's an emotional market, and so when people get emotional, they do things and decide to reevaluate what they're going to buy and not going to buy. And it happened to be that social media was the sell-off. Don, you were uh, getting ready to say something. No, I was just going to say it couldn't happen to a nicer bunch of people. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I, I, you know what, Don? I, I understand people's frustration with social media, but the, the fact of the matter is when you had when you take a look at all the social media pieces and the billions, literally billions of people using social media, it, there, it is a significant force in our worldwide envi environment. And so whenever I see something, you know, or hear something like, you know what, when we gas prices are lowered, that affects every single person in the world and literally when social takes such a hit and a dive it's affecting billions of people and so I find those events to be incredibly significant only because there's there's something new on the horizon that we're just going to have to wait for. I, I clearly see video and, and even audio is making a resurgence so but we're going to see some we're going to see some really unique things in 2019 going forward as a result of all this in social media. I, I couldn't agree with you more, but uh, what to me uh, is the worry. Uh, you know, people to worry about privacy and privacy, privacy, mm. yet at the same time, uh, they're, th they're throwing all of the information on onto the Internet and expecting uh, either government or somebody to protect them. Yeah, um, well, you, that's you know. Yeah, that's wrong. No, no, no. no I, I, the, my biggest fear with all of social media is censorship. Period. That is my biggest. That is my. If I had one fear, it's that we we're picking and choosing who we're going to censor. Yes. And so that's a, that's a huge, huge fear. And we have these people who sit in cubicles in the Silicon Valley who are making decisions in determining what is determined hate speech or not hate speech. So what we if you take a look at the analytics of it, the fact of the matter is if if you are conservative or uh, Republican, the chances are you're going to get cited for hate speech a lot faster than somebody who is liberal or Democrat on these platforms. So we're already we're already seeing that because you know, two people could say exactly the same thing, but depending on what side of the aisle they're on, they can be censored. Uh, absolutely. Well, Dan had an example earlier this year. Dan, uh, you had one. Oh, yes. Dan. Tell yeah. us. Uh, refresh. Banned all of my books, and, and uh, after three appeals, it's still not let me back to be able to market my books. On what, what, why, why, what was the reason they gave you that, Dan? I violated their policy. Did they give you any specifics, or did no. they just leave it at, at just you? Said by you violated our policy, and yet under the terms of the agreement, right. uh, I had to submit all of my advertising materials to Facebook 
for approval before they could be used. And there's an approval code process. You send in your advertising, your copy, mm-hmm. your images, and then you wait for them to assign um, uh, an approval code. They give that to you. And um, I had the approval code. And then three months later, they pulled all of the books. And uh, I went through their appeal process, and they came back and said, no. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I really fear, see, I fear this. Uh, I mean, you're just giving me a further example of what I fear because the idea that our information highway and social is certainly part of that, the idea that our information highway is a free highway is erroneous at best. And so we have, we, we don't really, it's not really a true free social highway. Now, admittedly, and we have to all agree on this, these platforms are privately owned. They can do whatever they want to do. That, I mean, it's it's not. This isn't a. This is not a First Amendment issue, because it's not owned by the government. If it was the government, they you we have a First Amendment issue. But these are privately owned companies, and they could do whatever they want. Yeah, but see, I w- I would say to you that the biggest, in my opinion, the biggest event in social media this year mm-hmm. was the fact that. In the presidential election of 2016, they were a, a formidable force, still not formal enough to defeat Donald Trump, but had an arrogance about them of what they were doing, and that they were above the law and they could do whatever they wanted to do. In 2018, they all got their come up, come up. It's um, Facebook is down 40% from its high, $80 a share. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the president and founder of, of Facebook has been before congressional committees and, and caught lying. Um, the the sting of their influence has been uh, uh, negated, but not did not gotten rid of. But they don't carry the swagger that they used to carry during the presidential campaign of 2016. And I think that the American people uh, are beginning to become more informed about how restrictive these social media platforms are. And you, you cannot go any reasonable period of time looking at any of the mainstream media and not see uh, stories about how Facebook has lost readership, how Google has lost people, and other organizations have lost significant amounts of their membership, primarily because the people that are using them uh, don't ag- agree with their policies. And the consumers are speaking by withdrawing, and in turn, as the numbers go down, as the terms of the number of users, uh, the market is willing to pay a lot less t- uh, to buy the stock, and that's why the stock prices are going down. So the the economic forces are having influence on the social media forces. Well, I would say I would say first of all that's accurate that we're seeing we're seeing like Facebook, Twitter, and certainly Snapchat, uh, which is I don't think is going to exist for too much longer. But we're Thank seeing God. those. We're seeing. <laughs> I well, it, it's I mean I mean they made a huge mistake, right? Should I slap? Should you slap Rihanna? Is that was that with slap Rihanna or punch? somebody in the face and it just and they which would you rather and that kind of messed it up and then all of a sudden all the celebrities got off and moved off and then the celebrities moved off facebook and and now people because of all the trolling that twitter allows and all the flaming and shaming that twitter allows people are jumping off that bandwagon too and it never was as big as we thought it was anyway but what we but what we have seen is even though those three i think were Facebook is still going to be the winner is that 
Instagram has increased in in popularity yes. and numbers, and Facebook owns Instagram. Mm -hmm. Now, the, the 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 differences between Instagram and Facebook is there's no dialogue. It's a picture video. It's a pure picture video platform. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whereas Facebook was Facebook was the legitimately the only discussion platform we had mm -hmm. that exists out there, and and and. Instagram is not that. So, what's happened is people no longer feel like their voice can be heard. And as I, I, I wrote about this in the first book, and and that was when people no longer feel like their voice is heard, then they're going to go away. And and they are. And we're seeing that. There's absolutely you're absolutely correct in that. Yeah. What I think is ironic is we have a special prosecutor uh, who's saying that uh, uh, that uh, President Trump. Uh, use the Facebook in order to win an election, yet everybody knows that Facebook and all of them lean left. You know, uh, you know the two seem to me to be dichotomous. You, you can't say that he used it when it, when it biases uh, to the left. You know, <laughs> you sit here and uh, you, you just wonder about people. Well, okay, but hold on, Don. Let me let me throw this at you though. All of these platforms are in the business of making money. Let's yes. let's not let's not be naive. The fact that Donald Trump got on Twitter and used Twitter to his benefit made Twitter money. Period. Yes. The, the, he made Twitter billions of dollars and single-handedly doing it just because his um, his outrageousness on Twitter created so much a disturbance in the force. <laughs> that they were able to sell far more advertising awesome. than they could sell. <laughs> so much disturbance in the force. That is fantastic. It is. Hey, it's, I, I like that. It is. He created a disturbance in the force. I mean, he really did. He single-handedly, you know, uh, the eight years ago, um, you know, President Obama, former President Obama, used social media to his benefit. Donald Trump took it to a whole nother level in a very unique way and completely disturbed the force in 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 it. Can I point out? Can I point out to you that the, there was another president that did exactly the same thing. His name was Franklin Delano Roosevelt. He made radio. When mm -hmm. he was fireside, absolutely. He made a radio a um, a, a, na a national force. Yeah, and uh, President Trump has done the same thing. And the other iron uh, irony, I was talking to a presidential uh, scholar, uh, I guess it was Monday, and he pointed out that um, uh, the, the 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 media of the day was so anti Roosevelt, much as the same as the media today is anti Trump. Uh, so that old line, everything old, uh, everything old is new again. Uh, I think it's coming to the fore again. Oh yeah, I mean, well, of course. Oh yeah. I mean, there's nothing new under the sun. I mean, we just recycle things, and and then call them new. I mean, we we're you know the heck with BASF who claims you know we don't make the product, we just make the product better. We've been doing. Everybody does that. That we're just recycling old things. We're just BASFs. That's all we're doing. 
<laughs> That's awesome. What you <laughs> we've what do got, you mean uh, by We've got Jay Izzo. We've got Dan Perkins. We've got Don Mazzella. we got Jay Bird Wells. And now, Dan... Uh, with 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 all this social media upheaval and and everything, what 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 do you think is going to be? Uh, what 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 is what is one story I guess that people have kind of forgotten about this year? One story that the people have forgotten about. Wow. Mm. Um. Wow. Mm. Um. Hmm. I'll give you one, Dan. Venezuela. Okay. Venezuela. That's true. It, 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 I, I, I don't know it got, whether it got a lot of coverage, but it did get some coverage. Venezuela's one. Um, Thatcher and her decline is something that um, was talked about, and then it kind of went and then went off the pages, and then she got, she got basically re- replaced, and it, they didn't do much about that. I, I don't know. Everything. See, we we have this problem in our country where we have such short life cycles of uh media and stories um and we saw that in in the in the midterm how quickly one story came out and then within days it was totally gone off the headlines and some other news story came in uh to take over i mean it was like a constant shuffle of the the news cycle was less than 24 hours and what we thought might have been a story that was going to stick around for a while disappeared in a hurry um what about car- the caravan? Where is the caravan today? Well, they want $50,000 a piece to go back to their home country. <laughs> <laughs> There's a story that wasn't reported very much. The fact that the, the leaders of the caravan went into the in, into the consulate, the U.S. consulate in Mexico, and said, we'll go back to, we'll go back to, our, uh, to Honduras or wherever if you pay us $50,000 each. I mean, blackmail. Um... The other thing, the um, story, wow, that's a, so late in the year to try and figure out a, all the stories <laughs> I, I that know, we looked at. I know, it's, it, <laughs> it's, that's I know. That's a tough one. I, I probably shouldn't, shouldn't have tossed that out there. <laughs> that's okay. Jay. It makes us think a little bit. the Vegas shooting happened in 2017, but it seems like everybody just kind of forgot it in 2018. It's like it didn't happen. Well, yeah, the, the, the Vegas thing, they still don't know what, what happened there. That's another story you just kind of got swept under the rug. Because Jay, that was a huge deal. Everybody and their brother was tweeting and Facebooking. Oh my God, we stand with Vegas. Sudden, it was <laughs> yeah. gone. And all the all the high school kids from from the high school were going to be next governors and senators. And oh yes. Where are they? <laughs> Hopefully back in class. <laughs> well, so go back to the Las Vegas one. The reason it died is they can't. Still can't figure out why he did it. Well, that's because there was more than one shooter, and it was a conspiracy to get rid of bump stocks, and they won. Well, oh, okay, so I had I had friends who were actually in that shooting. Um, one of them is a police officer, and uh, his uh, fiance were there during the shooting, and they were on the floor, and he was sending literally sending me pictures of him being on the floor, face down. Mm. during this thing and he he said it was one of the most helpless situations as a 20-year um person in law enforcement he had ever been in that he was completely helpless like there was just there was nothing he could do 
he literally and i mean it was a huge event but they i mean there's a lot you have to think about okay i know that they say there may have been a second shooter and perhaps there was i don't know but to for this guy to remove an 800 pound piece of glass and nobody noticing yeah. i'm kind of, i'm i'm kind of curious how that occurred and how he had that many how they found that many weapons without anybody noticing in a hotel such as you know Mandalay Bay right because this was Mandalay Bay mm-hmm. and i don't know i that there's so many unanswered yes. questions right that there's more unanswered questions that were never answered well, I mean, how did he get up there? How did he? How was he able to transport that much weaponry without anyone even paying attention? How was he able to single-handedly remove a large pane of glass without anyone noticing? There, there's just way too many unanswered questions. I mean, we really still don't even know who this guy really is or was. He just the whole story just disappeared. Disappeared disappeared but this is our society you know our society is move on i mean think about it that's that's what's that's what social media has done to our society is literally you know you think about how many hundreds of thousands or millions of pieces of information are being posted out in a in every second or every minute and we're moving on to the next thing because that's what we do as human beings we just move on Oh, there's we, the kitty picture. Let's just scroll on by. Yeah, but well, I, I think there's... Go ahead, Don. No, you first, Dan. I was just going to say, I, I got to believe that there's, there, there's something happened, either in the background or in this thing, that the mainstream media was aware of it and decided they were going to drop the story. Yep. Because it had, it had to come off the pages because the media made a decision that they couldn't run with the story anymore. So I think there's something that we don't know that the mainstream media knows that would be detrimental to the Democratic Party or whoever if it got out and they purposely killed the story. Well, isn't that isn't that typical though? We never get the news, Dan. It's propaganda. We we never get news. There is no news. We get mm-hmm. what they want to give us. Mhm. And they call it news, but it's not news. But they had to report on the shooting, and, and what I'm what I'm talking about is they reported on the shooting. It was on the news for for a few nights, but as you all pointed out, it just kind of dropped off. And I think it may have dropped off because the mainstream media may have discovered something that they didn't think they wanted to have told to the American people because it didn't fit their narrative. So they killed the story. Well, as a newsman, I'd look at it a little differently. I don't disagree totally with you, Dan, but what I think it is, it simply doesn't fit. Uh, a story like that simply doesn't fit our, our 24-7 cycle, news cycle today. Uh, a, story, a story like that demands, and I'm told there's at least four books uh, 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 being prepared as, as we speak uh, on the subject. Uh, one of which, is, by the way, is uh, 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 trying to compare it to Oswald. Uh, but, the, uh, but, but the main thing is, you, a, a story like that can't, doesn't fit into the 24th cycle. There's no new developments. There won't be any new developments until somebody uh, digs deeper into this guy's life and finds out more and more details. 
But even if they found out what his real name is, and I, I think I agree with you, I don't think they have really identified his name, uh, his real name. Uh, even if they do, um, uh, that would be a, a one a one time uh, a fifteen second story on the on the, on a news cycle. Um, I do know sixty minutes has, has two people looking at that story full time, and they are getting no place on the story. Uh, sixty minutes is, has two people full time on that story right now. And as they said last week at a at a conference, they have no more details than they did uh, two weeks after the event. Um, uh, you know, it's uh, it's one of those stories that just doesn't fit a cycle. We've got uh, Dan Perkins, Don Mazzella, Jay Bird Wells, and Jay Izzo with us today. And uh, we are reviewing some of the different stories from uh, 2018 and heading into 2019. Um Let's talk about the midterms here. Uh, from a uh, from a social media perspective, Jay, sure. uh, what was some of the different things that, that you saw? Because people were tweeting fast and furious leading up to that and even that night. Facebook and all this stuff. Yeah, well, this is... Okay, so <laughs> when I was studying the initial election... Right, and I was, and I refused to watch TV. I literally watched the election from a social media standpoint. And I had talked on your show prior to the election that there was this moron statistician who had Hillary Clinton uh, winning 92% to 8% was after he had done all the analytics. And I said he's he's absolutely wrong, and he was absolutely wrong. And what you what you find is it's an old Chinese proverb that says the highest nail gets hit first. Okay, so the <laughs> the, the, the loudest talkers on when it came to midterms, so when the loudest talkers were are were not the Trump supporters. The loudest talkers are the anti-Trump supporters, and so it makes you feel like there's so many more of them than the other side. It's just that the other side doesn't talk, and so what we do is we have a great misinformation effect that occurs that, excuse me, that insists that there must be more of them than the other group, and that simply isn't true, and the, it, it was a, the midterms were fast and furious as to how much bad was done and there was nothing good that this administration has accomplished at all. So that's what we saw on social media. Dan, what, 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 what did you make of the midterms from, from even uh, from Jay's perspective with social media or even stuff you read in the news or what have you? Now, I think it, what was amazing to me that 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 uh, 44 congressmen, Republican congressmen, did not stand for re-election, mm-hmm. and um, that those those 44 people represented control of the House of Representatives. And right now, the uh, the Democrats after the election picked up about about 40 seats, much lower than than what Obama lost in his first midterm. What's interesting is that the Democrats now have about a 17 to 18 vote plurality in, in control of the 
the, of the of the house. What is amazing to me in the social media, as a result of the midterms, is that if you follow the social media and what they were reporting after the midterm elections, right. you could you could not walk away from any of those discussions and not feel as if the Democrats had taken control of the government. Yep. The, the, the Democrats were going to pass all of these bills. They were going to repeal the Trump tax bill. They were going to uh, do all these things, and uh, and they have the House, and nobody was talking about it. In fact, I wrote several articles, commentaries about this, that the reality is that the Democrats have control of the House, but they don't have control of the Senate, they don't have the White House. And if it passes the House, Harry Reid said on 350 pieces of legislation when he controlled the Senate, that came out of the House that were never never assigned to committee, never saw the light of day. Now, what we have, and, and in addition to that, the other piece of the of this magnificent social media puzzle, with all of the all of the bad stuff that was reported in all the media, uh, I think the number was something like ninety three percent of all the mainstream media news was negative to Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. He it still was. had a pop. He still had a popularity rating with all the attacks every day equal to Barack Obama in his first term. And Barack Obama didn't have 93% of the press writing negative stories about him every day. So I think it was this, the, the surprise of the, the fact that they won the Senate, they took, up, took seats in the Senate, and that Donald Trump, his popularity continued to hold all the way through and after the midterms, and the people still believe in him, and they were unable to sway the 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 stand the standard bearers who support Donald Trump, and they they don't know what to do, because if they pass something, and let's say for conversation's sake, that uh, the Senate would pass it, President Trump's already said he would veto it if it wasn't for, good for the country. Democrats don't have enough; they have to get 55 Republicans to come to their side to override a presidential veto. Never going to happen. So, so they they they've been given this appearance of all this tremendous power, and they have none. Dan, Dan, let me ask you a question here because mm-hmm. I had a psychological uh, little, you know, my, you know, my, my work is mostly in psychology and studying this stuff. Mm-hmm. But I had a little bit of an epiphany here, and you tell me if I'm on the right track or I've just lost my mind. And it's okay if you've told me I've lost my mind. Sure. <laughs> uh, but don't you think that there comes a point where you beat on the villain so often? that the villain becomes the hero. How many movies have you seen where you were, where they pound on the villain to the point you start to feel sorry for the villain? And then the vil- and then and in this case, let's 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 say Trump is quote unquote the villain that you pound on him so hard that you're going to get people to start to go, you know what? It, it it can't be all that bad because I got a job. It's the lowest unemployment rate ever in 40 years and people are ghosting. Does everybody know what ghosting is on the mm-hmm. piano? Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. For those for those people who are listening who don't know what ghosting is, ghosting is people who have a job who just don't show up the next day because there's so many jobs available because they could find something better. Mm-hmm. That's ghosting. Mm-hmm. Do you do you think there is a do you think there is actually a reverse psychology at work here where that the Democrats have actually done more damage to themselves by pushing how bad Trump is that people are actually starting to go in his direction? Can you? I would say the polling data that I saw is that um, when Donald Trump was elected president, he got a, approximately 8.5% of the black vote, mm-hmm. which is fairly fairly normal to high. 
Right. At, at the beginning of the midterm elections, Trump's approval rating in the black community was 40%. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that you, I would I would go a different way from what you was said. Okay. I think that, that, that because he's a blue-collar president, even though he's a multi-billionaire, the blue-collar people, Republicans and Democrats and independents, have uh, grown to like him and think he's the right kind of guy and the right kind of person we need for president. So when the media starts pounding and relentlessly pounding on Trump, I think there's another story, and that's that they're they're pounding on them, and they're rebelling against being attacked because they happen to believe the same thing that Donald Trump believes. Mm. So I'm not saying what you're saying isn't happening, but I also believe there are a number of people who are saying you're picking on me. You're you're yelling at my president. You're calling him a pig and a slob and whatever you want to call him. You're calling me the same thing. So it's backlash more than anything else. Mm. Can I, I, I just real quick on the on the social media thing? I know a lot of people say that Trump should just stop tweeting, and I keep saying to them, "You're crazy," and yeah. they're crazy for one reason, because if 93% of the media is taking negative day-to-day images and shots at Donald Trump. If he stopped tweeting, do you think that would go down to zero? No. And if he stops tweeting, believe me, there's no mainstream media out there that's on his side. They're not supporting him. So it would be a major victory for the mainstream media to get Donald Trump to quit tweeting. And and he won't do that. It's just not going to happen. Well, no, and and by the way, he shouldn't because... It's it's actually brilliant, and I said this too, and, and I wrote some articles, and I said this as well. It's what he has done has been brilliant, and the reason why it's so brilliant is he is controlling his own information, and the, there's no scooping. You can't scoop him. You're not going to out scoop him because he's ahead of the curve, and so as long as he continues to do that, and it's it's. And I keep telling people, if you want to know his strategy, just read his read book his from book. like <laughs> read his book from 1983. <laughs> read Art of the Deal. I'm just telling you, it, it's this is he's, it's a it's a playbook for what he's yeah. doing now. It is, and I've I've, I keep that. Re- I've said that in thousands of interviews. Just read the damn book. Yeah, just read the book. <laughs> that, that's what I. But you know, I'd like to jump in here and say uh, the the height of uh, absurdity. Uh, for the Democratic Party was reached yesterday. I don't know if you saw the story about the senator from uh, California and Hawaii that want a, a judge to resign from the Knights of Columbus because they called it a subversive organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you know, when you when you see things like that happening across the board, at some point people are uh, going to stop and say, wait a second. Um, we simply have to start looking at this thing differently because uh, this is absurdity Uh, what came to mind I don't know if you're familiar with the old uh, song from the um, Kingston Trio, uh, John Birch Society there's a line in there have you heard they're serving vodka at the WCTU I mean we're really getting to a a point where uh, all of these things that are that they talk about with President Trump, with the the, uh, the right, etc. I've reached the height of absurdity, and may- maybe we might see in 2019 um, a real uh, uh, rock going da- downhill instead of uphill. Uh, Don, re- Don uh, let me just add to your little tirade here a little bit. Baby, it's cold outside. Okay. <laughs> 
Baby, it's cold outside, okay? It's, it's up to your knees out there, okay? Uh, you know what I'm saying? There? Okay. I'll just leave it at that because, baby, it's cold outside. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, well, uh, we're having fun. You know, uh, in my tour across the country um, that I do, uh, when you talk to people, I don't know if you're familiar that uh, there's Spiegel, the German uh, magazine, is actually suing one of its star reporters uh, for the stories that he's written over the last five years, including one to, about a Minnesota town and uh, how, how they were all Trumpites and how they were all uh, troglites at the same time. Are any of you familiar with that story? No. Uh, I'm sorry? No, no. Um, the, anyway, uh, this uh, last year there was a famous story that won a big prize in Germany. Der Spiegel is the largest magazine and one of the most influential uh, publications in the world. And they wrote the story about this Minnesota town, uh, how it was for Trump. And they made and the story um, uh, made them sound like troglites. And then it turned out that the guy had made up. Every one of the quotes, all he had done is taken the names out, out of the phone book uh, and wrote the story without even going there. <laughs> wow. Uh, and, and, and then it turned out that he had done a lot of other things. So now the Spiegel is now, for the first time in, in my memory, a journalist is being sued by his uh, uh, own publication uh, for false, uh, false reporting. Um, it's again just uh, uh, another straw in the wind. There's a lot of uh, straws in the wind, and um, uh, and can I jump right here? And let's talk about ISIS right now, which I think uh, is a story that uh, that has really fallen off the uh, the front page because um, it is still a threat. Uh, uh, six months ago, we were talking about it constantly, and today we're not talking about it at all. Yet it is still probably the the one that will threaten America the most. Any thoughts? I think uh, I think you're right, but I I don't think the threat's going to come from Syria. I think the, it's the fact that they're in, they're in major in 32 nations around the world trying to get control of those governments and turning them into uh, uh, Sharia states, and uh, that could that could be very very bad for us and. Uh, Again, that's another article that nobody's talking about. Is the uh, is the the proliferation of ISIS as a political movement around the world and how they're infiltrating other countries? You mean how that one story disappeared this year about the doctor or chiropractor who was performing genital mutilation on girls, and all of a sudden he's like free to walk the streets again? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we, and you can, uh, um, IQ and I did a piece for Clash Daily about a month ago uh, on uh, the problem of assimilation of Muslims into the American culture. And uh, we used the Koran as a, a tool to explain to the American people why they can't do that because it's against their religious beliefs. Uh, they are not permitted to assimilate with Christians and Jews. And yet they use the, the other part of the Sharia law, Takiya, to to lie and mislead us that they want to be, but they set up all of these uh, 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 no-go zones and and 
and separate communities all over the United States and all over Europe because they don't want to assimilate with Christians and Jews. So they say one thing but actually do something totally different. Well, what I worry about with the genital mutilation is they'll, they'll do it in Africa to the Christians, too. They, they just do it even if you're not their religion. That is a problem. It's a serious problem. And in the, in the whole idea of, of being sanctioned by the leadership of the, of the Muslim faith is, is, is a problem for them because it doesn't work here, yet they're still trying to enforce it here. And whether you be Christian or Jew, uh, it's part of the conversion process to become a, a believer. And if you're a non-believer, then, then uh, you, you, you won't be saved. And if, if you're a believer, then you, you have, to, have to go under these particular rules. And general mutilation is one of those things. And then Jews don't eat pork, but they don't go around and making their friends that don't that do eat pork. They don't tell them not to eat pork. But and I am grateful for that, by the way. <laughs> You're welcome. Yes, I love bacon. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. But I mean, the Muslims are going to these countries and say like uh, Subway can't have pork or other fast food joints, McDonald's, but McDonald's in in Israel they don't sit there and say you can't have pork. It's it is again. It's an example of that the, the the Muslims who have infiltrated the the, go, the governments in Europe, and um, and, and at the local level, and now working up to this the national level, uh, are clearly committed to want to turn, for example, France into an Islamic state. They they want to get rid of the Judeo-Christian principles and laws that that started. They 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 they've part of the outrage in Europe uh, uh, by the English over uh, the European Union is the, the controls that um, that was going on in the um, in those uh, in those states that the Muslims were trying to change the rules I mean I remember when the the Lord Mayor of London who was a Muslim was was uh, uh, elected on his on the day he took office there was a woman standing next to him in Islamic garb with a sign Sharia is on its way to London and so um, they make no bones about it it's their way period and everybody has to convert to them now uh, as as we uh, kinda wrap up here for the day uh, I wanna go around and have everybody uh, kinda give us their their view of uh, 2018 and what they uh, what they see for 2019 we'll start with Don Oh, you always start with me, but that's okay. <laughs> that's because your voice uh, but, is nice. Uh, what what I'd, li- I'd like, uh, and by the way, we didn't get a chance to talk about it, is, you know, we have uh, a so-called government uh, shutdown. But, but as someone pointed out to me uh, yesterday, uh, actually 75% of the government is still operating. Um, well, that too. Uh, the New York Times is just leading tomorrow's edition but the fact that the uh, you, you, and you know it's my favorite paper, uh, uh, um, but the, the, what it's saying is that the Democrats are going to come into the House uh, uh, facing the shutdown, and uh, what people, uh, the media, has failed to realize is the fact that uh, it, you know it is very popular the shutdown of the government because the, a lot of people feel, and Dan has been saying it for years you know, to take back our borders. And a lot of people feel that way. 
So, uh, to me, the most important thing that's going to happen in 2018 is how this uh, shutdown and border issue is resolved. If President uh, Trump gets half of what he wants, some funding, he's got a victory. And, uh, uh, in fact, we all have a victory in that case. So, uh, to me, that's the most important thing that's happening uh, right now. That's happening right now. Is it just me, or does the government shut down every Christmas? <laughs> well, it's yeah. done politically. It's done politically. The continuing okay. resolutions expire just before Christmas, so they so they can force the Democrats can force the Republicans to vote for not a shutdown um, during the Christmas holidays because it's bad for bad for the politicians supposedly. But I would I would follow Don's comment and add. What's amazing to me is to, is 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 the report that's in whether it's the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, or whatever it is, New York Star Ledger, that gee, there's a group of people that are not supposed to report to work. They're called non-essential employees. If they're not essential, then why do we have them? <laughs> <laughs> well. well. Now, wow. Jay, uh, kind of give us your, your take on this whole thing. Yeah, so I think going forward in 2019, we're going to see a major shift in how we're going to communicate. I think we're going to see uh, more video going to be out there than you've ever thought that you would ever see. You're going to see YouTube explode even further. They're going to become their own TV channel. They've already got... A number of TV shows and news shows in the works. I would expect that you'll see YouTube news. Uh, I think we're having all these smaller players. A lot of you may not have heard of Pluto TV, but Pluto TV has their own sports channel. Pluto TV is creating their own news channel. So I think you're going to see a lot more of these smaller uh, companies come up with their own news station, their own their own uh, TV series. We're, we're seeing that with Amazon, of course. Amazon is building that. I also think, and because I I, part, I am a part owner of a of a um, real estate company. Yeah. We're seeing. We're also seeing a major shift in how uh, people are willing to pay for convenience over professionalism. I agree with Me, that. Yes. Meaning that uh, people would rather. <laughs> We're, 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 I'm literally watching the gamification of expensive assets, meaning that you know you can like get your car out of a, a sl out of a machine, like get a bag of chips now, and people can buy a house like they like they could get it out of a machine to get a can of soda, and so we are seeing a major shift, I think, in all of these things psychologically that people are doing where. We're no longer interested in what it is you have to offer me. It's more interested in how do you make it fun for me. And that includes jobs as well. Have you seen the Carvana commercial? Yes, I, I have one in Raleigh. Yeah, There's one where you buy, your, buy your car from a slot machine. Yep, you do. It's And a, a young lady, I'm, I'm not making this up, young lady I know, decided she was not going to go anywhere else but Carvana so they could watch her car be go down the little circular thing and be put right in front of her out there so she picked her car from her little her little machine yep 
Can yeah, I, uh, hey, hey, in here, uh, Dan alerted me to the fact that I, you know, I have to wear a hearing aid. And uh, the, the, one of the biggest changes we're going to see is you're going to have over-the-counter uh, purchases for hearing aids, uh, in a, uh, certainly within the next two years. And uh, that's going to save a, a revolutionize that part of the, uh, the health care industry. Well, uh, as as we go, uh, Don, uh, give us give us your uh, your plugs. Where can we find you? All that stuff. The National Robotics Education Foundation, the uh, uh, NREF dot org, um, DonMazzello dot com, and Recalculating dot biz. And uh, um, Happy New Year for everybody. Yes. yes. Well, uh, Dan. Uh, how do we find you? Pick up your books, everything. Books are at um, Amazon.com and uh, Barnes and Noble, and it can be ordered through your local bookstore. The website for me is uh, DanPerkins.guru, G-U-R-U, and the foundation is Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us. And also have a very prosperous New Year to everybody. And uh, Mr. J. Izzo, how do we how do we find your show and your books and everything? Yeah, so two new books just were released on the market ten days ago. It's the social media playbook for student athletes and the social media playbook for coaches and administrators. And we're just trying to help save the world and save these young people from doing something terrible that can affect their career. And you can find both of those books anywhere from Amazon or your favorite bookstore uh, are available. You can find me at jizzo.com. That's J-A-Y-I-Z-S-O dot com and uh, I'm available for speaking engagements and I also coach and consult and I will do a bar mitzvah if I need to as well uh, and uh, look for look for new books uh, there's another new book coming out after the first year called Lessons from the Farm Essential Rules for Success that we're really excited about and so we're um, we're looking to do that as well so folks can find me on Twitter Facebook every major social media platform as well just look up J Izzo I-Z-S-O you'll find me I'm happy to oh and the show every Every Thursday, 2 o'clock, thanks to Jiggy Jaguar. It's called A New Direction with Jay Izzo. It's on your favorite platform, iTunes, iHeartRadio. We do a Facebook Live. And again, it's A New Direction with Jay Izzo, and we try to help people in their life, their business, and career find a new direction for themselves and make them better. Fantastic. Well, Jay Bird Wells. Well, first off, I want to tell Jay thank you for the awesome Ford for the latest Jay's Funny But True book. That was uh, you're cool. welcome. My pleasure. And yeah, you can find me J A E B Y R D W E L L S, and you can find me on any social media network, including International Movie Database. <laughs> well, thanks, guys. Uh, I appreciate uh, you guys for joining us today. Thank you, Jay, and uh, I will talk to you guys in the new year. Happy New Year, everybody. Take care. Happy Bye. New Year. Appreciate it. There goes Jay Izzo and Don Mazella and Dan Perkins. And uh, we have got more coming up. during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. 
Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.